and welcome back to Navigating the Work Compass. I'm Kate Luzio, founder and CEO of Luminary, here with my incredible co-host, Susan Chapman-Hughes. And last week, Susan, we talked quite a bit about when it may be time to go. When do you rip the Band-Aid off? We hear so much and you read every single day about whether it's the great resignation, the great re-examination, the great renewal. Um, but what's happening in the market is people are thinking. We also know that there are thousands of jobs open and companies can't hire fast enough. But what happens when you're sitting in an organization and you're just not quite sure if it's the right place for you anymore? We both had a lot to say about that topic last week, so we thought we would continue it. We so, did. Um, how, I mean, I could tell you what I, I think. I was one of those way before the great reexamination and resignation that said, right. I'm ready to go. Uh, but what do you think? I think, what do you think just more from a personal standpoint, but more broadly for women that are in this position? Yeah, and and actually for men too, right? So And for men too, yes. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that we, um, people are finding themselves doing a lot of examination about what really matters to them about why they're doing the things that they're doing. Does it work for their family? Um, is it really, really what they wanna do? Do they feel good inside in their heart? Like is this thing inside of you saying, yeah, you should be doing this. And so um, I think, you know, what you're saying is the great re-examination and the great uh, resignation on the back end of that. And, and so why is that? So I think it really starts with the first thing, which is goal alignment as really people are thinking about what are the goals that they have for themselves, for their lives. And they're recognizing that goals are no longer just their professional goals, mm -hmm. but their personal goals. What do they want for their families? How do they want their kids to thrive? What kind of relationships do they want to thrive, have thrive and engage in? And what kind of experiences do they want to engage in? And so they've thought about their goals. Some people have done it formally where they've actually sat down and done a goal list of like, these are the things that I want. And other people have um, kind of done it informally, which is what I start always start with when I encourage people to think about their goals, which is, this is exactly what I don't want, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like, all right, well, what don't you like to help exactly. you figure out what you do like? And so what people are many times coming to the conclusion about is they don't like not being treated well. They don't like having a misalignment about where they think they should be or deserve to be based on their performance and what they need to do in the organization. They don't like being in misalignment with the organization, like where their values and their morals don't actually match and don't engage. And so I think it starts with that goal alignment, which is like, okay, if you haven't really sat down to think about what your goals are and what you want, I would encourage you to get in a quiet room and literally go through an exercise that allows you to really think about that because um, it then allows you to be clear about what the organization can and cannot give you. And yeah. I think there are really um, three things that I've always thought about in terms of whether or not an organization is the right place for me. And the first is, can I be myself? So can yeah. I show up every day and like be Susan? Locked, <laughs> fancy glasses, Outspoken, like, can I just be me? Can I show up and not have to try to recreate myself into something that I'm not? Because it really takes so much energy to be something you're on. My mother had this really wonderful saying. I remember when I was little and I came home in these, and I was just trying to like fit in. 
and so, you know, I was trying to like behave in a way that probably wasn't, you know, me. My mom said, listen, you it's really hard to send your representative to the table every day because eventually they're going to find you out. You might as well be yourself. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, people have to come to work every day feeling like they can really be in their own skin. And I know there's a lot of discussion around people of color and can you really be your authentic self and can you do that? And, and I would tell you that the world is a really big place and it's really important that you find a place where you can feel comfortable and being your own skin because the amount of energy that you're going to spend on trying to fit in, be something you're not, do something you're not. It's not going to work. So the first thing is like, can you be yourself? The second um, thing, which is what we talked about last week, which is all about sponsorship. So are there people in the organization who are willing to use their gravitas to help you navigate and grow in the organization? So uh, and you can look around and see whether or not those people are sponsoring other people. And what do those people look like? Are they actually people that you can see yourself as and uh, being in a sponsorship relationship and do they actively engage in helping others navigate the organization or are they really just there to help themselves and it's kind of like every person for themselves kind of fit in and get them where you fit in. The third thing um, that I always um, try to look for is pathway yeah. and pathway breaks itself into a couple of different things. The first is do I look above me and do I see people who look like me? So because if the organization has had a history of not putting people who look like you in positions of leadership and a history of not creating an opportunity for people who look like you, who think like you, who are from the same places that you are, whatever you think you're, you are, um, then guess what? It's going to be really hard for you. And so the question is, is are you willing to um, say yes to a place that doesn't have people who look like you? And then the second piece of that puzzle is, are you willing to blaze a path to try to get there? Which means that's going to be more energy, more time, more um, effort for you to actually think about, well, how am I going to navigate through a place that doesn't have people who look like me? And listen, as a person who has worked in, get this, real estate, technology, and financial services, <laughs> there couldn't be three indus- industries that have people who really don't look like me, right? Yeah. Um, and there have been some real, like, big changes and challenges at, during my career where I've had to say, you know what, I, not doesn't work for me because too many people don't look like me. Or I found myself working in an organization where literally um, it was like groupthink in the leadership. Like, everybody thought the same. The way they processed information was exactly the same. And so... For somebody like me, it was like, well, I have to spend half my time trying to make things comfortable for you to get it when ultimately, like, that's just a losing proposition. It doesn't really make sense for me to be here. So um, and then for me, like, I've just made the decision. In some cases, I remember the first time I did this, I quit without having another job. I just literally was like, you know what? And I didn't have any money. (laughs) I didn't have resources. But I knew that in my heart it was not the right place for me and that I was strong enough to figure out the right place for me. And thank God I had a wonderful mother who was very wise, who helped me navigate through my thinking around that and gave me the support that I needed emotionally to work through. 
Um, and so, you know, that, that also like presents another piece of the puzzle around like knowing when to go is like, is your infrastructure in place to give you the opportunity to walk away? And under what terms will you walk away? So do you need money uh, in the bank for you to be prepared to walk away? Do you need support emotionally around you? Um, and who, who are you going to get that from? And what is that going to look like in order for you to walk away? But I do think there's, these are critical questions that people are um, contemplating right now and they're really thinking about. And so I would just encourage you to, A, be clear, like, is there goal alignment? Do you have sponsorship? Is there a pathway for you? If not, it probably is time for you to go. And Kate, I know you've gone through this experience yes. before too. So, you know, share your perspective as well. Yeah, I, and I agree with every single thing you said. I mean, it's probably why we're good friends, right? Uh, <laughs> but also because because we have this peer mentorship where we can come in and talk. And I think that's also a big part of this is don't go it alone. Like tap yeah. into your network, talk to your network. By the way, some of that network is going to be internal and some of it's going to be external. But a couple of things um, sort of tying on to, to what you said. I think there's there's a level, and we've talked about this in the past, there's a level of transparency and communication with your direct manager and your leadership. Is there a solution to what your challenge is? And is there a win-win? What's the win for the company? What's a win for you? And I say this to every single person that I meet. Nobody cares about your career more than you do. Yep. No matter how really great a company really is. About your career more than you do. Absolutely. Right. And your company has lots of people to care about and yeah. the bottom line and if they're public shareholders, et cetera. So be in the driver's seat. So what does that win-win look like? And if you're not able to have that transparent sort of open dialogue with your manager, that's also in my mind sort of a, a, a red flag, right? Yes. If you've tried to have those conversations and they're going unnoticed, they're going unheard, again, another red flag. Yes. To your point, it is not always easy and it depends on stability, financial, your family situation, all of that versus you're just ripping the bandaid and walking away. But here are the things that I would focus on. Number one, and I like to say, and I, I, I stole a little of this from a dear friend, Paige Thomas, who's at the president of Saxoff Fifth, the, the four R, right? So do you have relationships that you can tap into? Mm -hmm. um, results. Are you effective? Do you have proven results in whatever you've done? Um, resume. Do you have a resume that backs up who you are? And, oh God, I always forget the four. Resume, <laughs> results, relationship, and now I'll come back to it. I'm, getting, I'm getting so Reasons excited about it. Being there, but, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it is so important that you you look at all of those things before you make you make a move, whether you have a job or not, because you're going to tap into each of those as you tell your next story. And then the last sort of more tactical thing that I don't think people do, and you, and you talk about goal alignment, that's absolutely important, especially with the organization, is we think of, especially if you're working for a company, and a lot of us have done SWATs in the past, so strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We do that for our business or for the next project. Do that for yourself. That's really do good. that for your career. Think about in your career currently where you stand now and where you look next later. And by the way, a little plug, Luminary teaches this um, in one of our courses, is like what are you really great at? What achievements are you most proud of in your current role? What skills do other people compliment you on? Can you really play into those strengths? Two, what are those weaknesses? You know, what could you be doing better? Both 
personally as well as within that organization. What do you currently avoid? You know, what do you currently avoid? What do other people see your weaknesses? So on and so forth. So doing that slot for your own self and career can really help some bring some clarity and direction to what that next step is, whether you're going to stay in the organization or you're going to make that jump. And then the last thing that I would just say, again, playing back to, to what you said about if you are in an organization or you're looking at an organization that doesn't have people that look like you, not just from what I look like, but thought and, uh, and, and focus on culture is it is going to be an uphill battle. If you think yes. you can change it yourself. That's right. You can't. And right. you just can't. That's like, right. I think there are organizations that are right. going to be open to that, but you need other people on that team helping you push that rock uphill It is going to be a very lonely road if you think you're going to come in and be that change. Um, You really need people on board to be able to do that. Yeah, because leadership needs to be able to help do that. And and as you're talking, I was reflecting on um, a really good friend of mine, Tarjay Frank, um, did a post this past week about feedback. Um, And it brought to mind this whole thing around like organizations helping people navigate and I I just want to bring it into the conversation really quickly. And then I know we're going to switch gears and talk about some other things because it just really struck with me, stuck with me. And it struck me um, as I thought about um, so many of the experiences that I've had and so many of the experiences that my mentees have come to me and been frustrated about not being able to navigate through the organizations into this point of getting clarity because the organization is going to give you feedback. And that's another tool that you should be thinking about. Well, how do you bring that into the, the, the um, puzzle. And so I encourage you to follow her because she's fantastic. That's Tarjay Frank, T-A-R-A-J-A-Y-E Frank, F-R-A-N-K. She said, you don't have to act on every bit of feedback you receive as an employee. Ask yourself a few questions first. Is it relevant yes. to business per- performance? Is it reliable from the, an objective or trustworthy source? Is it reasonable? Something that the person can actually do something about If so, share it in a timely manner so perception doesn't become the reputation. If not, don't carry the report. Check the reporter. Mm, I love that. I literally sent chills down my back because I literally have seen so many situations where people are trying to navigate. They're trying to figure out where they should be. They're getting feedback from the organization. But the reporters in many cases are giving you feedback based on things that will make them feel more comfortable. Yes. Not on things that are going to help you navigate and be more effective in your job. And I cannot say that enough Yeah. as you're thinking about, (laughs) is it time to go? Because it's time to go when the reporter, your leader or whoever is literally giving you feedback around things that are only going to help themselves. I see the hearts going off because it's resonating with people. Right. Um, It's only going to help people help themselves and not help you and real leaders. And this is, you know, so important because people say they leave jobs. People leave jobs because of their manager. Right. And so ask yourself around the people that are in your chain of command who are leading you. Are they invested in you? Are they empathetic? Really, truly, are they trying to get to know you as a person I would tell you is I've actually done jobs where I've like had a list of like things that I wanted to accomplish. And I was really clear once I got done with those things, it was going to be time to go because the organization 
could not give me the opportunity to grow into the things that I wanted to do after that. And so sometimes you may stick around with a bad manager or challenging manager because there's a, a specific experience or opportunity that you are getting a chance to do that will enhance your external value to go do the things that you want to do. Yeah. And I would agree a hundred percent. And by the way, sometimes in an organization, and it depends on how large, sometimes it is the person, the people manager versus the organization. Yes. So also if it's the person that you're reporting to, and I like to use the word insecure a lot of times oh, it's around yes. insecurity uh, is, are there other leaders in the organization and other businesses that you respect that you see people following and they're influential, but are there other opportunities within that company? Because it doesn't always mean you have to leave the organization, That's right? but it may mean you need to leave that particular manager. I will give you an ex example. So in one of the organizations that I work for, uh, one of my managers uh, who will be remain nameless told me in a, in a, in a session, you are our top performer. You are killing it. You are great. Top results. Oh, but um, our culture goes about 50 miles an hour and you go 100. So I'm going to need you to tone it down. And I sat back and said, and let's check the reporter. I'm like, wait a second. Right. Do, do, does the organization want me to slow down or do you want me to slow down? That's right. Red flag, red flag, red flag. And I should have listened to that red flag. I didn't. Yeah. It took me a little bit of time. But I think that's the other thing is sometimes we go, oh, it's the organization and every, you know, because right. your, your direct relationship with your boss is the most intimate and the most immediate. So if that person is feeling and looking that way, then it must be the whole organization. Take some time to look at other leaders. Take some time to look at other right. people that you work with, stakeholders. Um, are they feeling that way? Do they feel that way? Uh, right. And and I will just say the last thing on that is, you know, maybe it's not right now. Maybe it's in years from now, but that manager will eventually be found out. Well, and, you know, it's so <laughs> when you say that right. The, the other thing that I would um, say is, like, really check the culture of what kind of leaders are being affirmed in the organization. Right. Yes. Because yes. like you, I've had um, a very similar situation and it was like three leaders in a row. Yeah. Now, you know, shame on me because I should have gotten the hint. Um, a long time ago that, <laughs> right. But I was very clear that I was trying to get a set of experiences and I was willing to endure. I probably stayed too long. There's no question. Yeah. Um, but listen, you can't beat yourself up about it. I was actually sitting here laughing about a feedback session I had with one of my leaders who, um, uh, says, said, and I quote, this is so hard for me because, you know, if we didn't work together, I'd really want to be friends with you. Although I don't think you want to be friends with me. <laughs> I don't know what you do with that other than that's clearly check the reporter because the reporter's not invested in you. Sure. Um, and so point taken learning experience for me next. And <laughs> right. I think, and I think Susan, this, this actually kind of um, is a great example that this happens to everyone. Yes, it right? does. This is not just, you know, new professionals right. or, or, or those that are in the midst of their career. It's senior leaders. We've both had it happen. I bet you there's every single senior leader has had it in some way, shape or form. Um, right. And you also you really need to take stock in why you're there. Um, yes. Evaluate your role, your yes. career path there. 
Um, yes. and, and what are their options? And, and let me just go back to the four R's because I remembered, of course. Okay, um, cool. I get so carried away, Susan, you know me, right? Um, the four R's. So as you're thinking about whether it's leaving the organization, leaving that role and moving within the organization, or just completely ripping the Band-Aid off, it's is really take stock of not only your relationships that you can tap into, right? Having yeah. exploratory conversations, et cetera. Your resume. What is your yeah. resume speaks for itself. Your results, right? What have you yeah. done? And your reputation. Reputation. That's probably the most important one, exactly. right? Exactly. Because all and those other things feed into the, the final R. You right? got it. You got yeah. it. And so as you're thinking about that, uh, what's the worst that can happen? Um, I take some time off. I kind of evaluate what I'm doing. I evaluate the organization, the role, the manager. All of those things play into, as you think about your own reputation, where does that sit? Yes. And, you know, um, it's so important that you key into that because I think um, sometimes when you work in organizations where there, there might be disconnects between the various constituencies in the organization, really understanding and knowing your value and who you're valuable to. Yes. Um, is important. Uh, and why you're there again, like, you know, if you're mission driven, like you and I, uh, we're going to have something, something greater and bigger on our paper than just trying to help the organization get better financial results. That's not the only thing, only reason that we're there. We're also there to help build and grow people to help the organization um, be more impactful in the community. There's a lot of reasons. And by the way, those things are all going to be things that companies are required, going to be required to do just to do business with, with customers because they're going to demand it. What's, what's interesting about the four R's um, that you talked about is that it actually leads into kind of like our second topic for the day, which we're not going to have enough time to dig yeah. into totally, but it'll be a good teaser for us to start, which is, you know, a lot of um, people women and men have had a lack of visibility because of COVID, right? You're right. at home. Many people are now going to be working from home full time. Um, and, and so there's this proximity thing that happens when yes. you're actually sitting next to someone that um, is no longer going to be happening, right? So you're not going to see them at the water cooler. I remember one of my most favorite senior uh, leaders at Amex was Ed Gilligan. Um, unfortunately he passed away a few years ago, but one of the things I loved about Ed is like, literally, it was almost like every morning I walked in, he was like downstairs and it was like, Susan, what's up, Ed? <laughs> we had like this whole like rhythm of like catching up with each other, which then led to us having a deeper relationship and great sponsorship from him as a result of it. And so I can't imagine if I'm new in an organization, I'm trying to build relationships with people and I'm behind this screen. Uh, and um, really trying to figure out how to navigate. How do you stay visible despite the fact that things are going to be different, that we are going to be have a lot of people who will be working remotely and working from home and on different schedules when you do come yes. into the office with people who are in positions of influence. So, you know, what's some of the thing I know at Luminary, you all have been talking about this with some of your, your clients and people who are members of the organization, how, what does that look like for you? Let's let's start the conversation and then we can certainly continue it um, next week. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and we go back, I think we're bringing her back too to, to something that Kim Seymour, the chief people officer at WW said, and I continue to say it is, 
this management by outcome versus activity, right? We were doing that before. We've learned to not do that throughout the pandemic. Um, however, some people feel like I'm constantly being micromanaged because I'm at home. And what am what am I? What is my what is that activity that I'm performing? Some of the things that we're seeing as hybrid comes back and as people look to the future is. If you're if you are asking people to come back into an office and you have an office is trying to get those people in the office on the same days. Right. So we're seeing great work. Hey, Monday, Thursday, Friday, you're all working from home. Tuesday and Wednesday, again, safety and, 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 the, and the virus and all of that um, being the first priority. But Tuesday and Wednesday, we want you in the office because that's where the idea generation, the collaboration, that's also visibility for everyone not just Kate, not just Susan. But the other thing is, as a manager, you've got to be really attuned to making sure that you are giving equal time to those that are in the office and those that are working from home. And that is going to require investment in one-on-ones, roundtables, skip levels, and making sure you're not, number one, micromanaging, but two, offering those opportunities for that visibility for that particular person or people. And if you're not doing that, I would say shame on you. It's gonna yeah. take time as a manager, but that's why you're a manager. That's why you're <laughs> right. in a position of leadership. Right. So you better own it. You know, I think that um, as you're having this conversation, one of the things that has come to mind for me is the importance of um, uh, career mapping and planning for your team members and why you should double down on it now more than ever. Uh, and in a, in a couple of ways, one is understanding what are their career aspirations? So what do they want? Where do they wanna be? How do they wanna move forward? Um, the second one is around how can you help, right? Like, what can you do to help them yeah. get that? What kind of assignments can you bring to the table that will help match what their aspirations are? And then what do you need? Um, from them that, you know, may not always totally align, but can be supportive of you and having those conversations up front with people and being Absolutely. very clear. I find that many um, leaders that I've had over the years, some have been really great at understanding that and others have just sucked at it. Uh, and some <laughs> have just been like, you know, <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. Others have been like, you know, oh, well, I, I really, yeah, I'm not sure what to do with that. Um, and so I think more than ever, leaders are going to have to engage and double down on those types of activities. Yes. You know, but on the flip side, I think if you are um, a person who, you know, you're just talking about uh, trying to come in on the same days, I think you're going to have to be able to ask more questions mm -hmm. around access. So you're going to have to be like, well, when are you going to be in the office? Right. Can we spend some time together? together. Can I get on your calendar? And I'd love to see you in person. If that's okay, we can have coffee, socially distanced. And, and if I'm here once a week, can I get 15 minutes that's in right. person to give you an update on what I'm working on? What are the strategic objectives? Has anything changed? That's important. And by the yeah. way, if you never come in, because there are many companies that are kind of work from anywhere forever now, or at yeah. least for the time being is, then you really need to set up those times. We've talked about that so much. I think for next week, and we didn't get a lot of time, the, the terminology that we're using now is proximity bias, yeah. right? It's it's a, a nice way of talking about the haves and the have-nots within the workforce. Well, and, and, and what's interesting is as we have this conversation, it is an awakening for those people who were remote 
full time before who've been struggling with this. Exactly. And so exactly. now was your time to assert yourself to step up. You know, I was actually trading uh, emails with a woman who used to work on my team who, when I joined the organization, was a senior manager. She was just fabulous and amazing. And I was like, listen, she needs to be a director and, and one day should be a VP. Guess what? She's a VP now, which yeah. is fabulous. Um, but we used to have these conversations because she was client facing. She was 100 percent remote. And I used to just talk to her about like, well, how should you get into the office to build relationships with people who can be of influence to put you in those positions? Yeah. And it turned out to be a very fruitful conversation for her. And she'll tell you, like, look, um, without being pushed to actually do that, I probably wouldn't have done it. Wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So, look. As usual, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but next week, we're going to continue this around that proximity bias and yes. what you can be doing both as an employee and a manager slash leader um, to make sure that as we go into 2022, you're well positioned and that you're and having these conversations. Week, there's going to be something really amazing happening in that Kate and I are going to fix our own proximity bias because we haven't seen yes. each other. I'm going to be at Luminary and the two Yay. of us are going to do the show live, live. together, yes. together at Luminary. So thank Amazing. you so much for joining Navigating the Work Compass. Please, this is actually you know up on both of our sites. We're going to be going live also on Spotify and other podcast forums um, very soon. So stay tuned. These conversations will all be available for you in just a few weeks. And we hope that you will share these conversations with your friends. I see get lots of feedback from people during the week about this Me is such too. a great time for them to have lunch and like really contemplate things that are important to them. So we appreciate the support and we will look forward to seeing you next week on Navigating the Work Compass. Bye, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Yep. Bye, Susan. See you next week in person. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Take care. Bye.